All I give a damn about The Rich Eisen Show. God, I love that guy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You know, Jerry, agent of the stars, I had to give this to because he kept on calling things that I'm doing solid. I'm like, all right, we got to stop now. Well, what about you're doing because solid work? There is a better adjective. Excellent is a better adjective than solid. Solid. Earlier on the show, Apple TV MLS analyst Taylor Twelman, free agent running back Dalvin Cook. Coming up, legendary boxing champion Oscar De La Hoya. And now... It's Rich Hour number three of our show on the air. Dalvin Cook in hour number two. Lots to say about his free agency tour and the Zoom he was on with the rest of the top running backs in the National Football League talking about their monetary plight and um, how Derrick Henry put everyone together on a text chain. And um, if you're not a running back on that text chain, I guess you got something to shoot for this year. That's another chip that running backs will have on their shoulder. Our number one, Taylor Twelman, talked about uh, watching Messi hit the uh, strike the game winner uh, on Friday night. Um, and if you missed any of it, we re-air as soon as this hour is over uh, on the Roku channel. And we're uh, also available to be heard on our podcast every single day. Once we're all done, uh, the Cumulus Podcast Network puts the uh, podcast together for us. So check us out. Hit us with a subscribe button there. Hit a subscribe button also on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. The Rich Eisen Show collection page is how you can check us out on the Roku channel. Chris Brockman is not here today, but he did call in with overreaction Monday topics last hour. We hit that. Uh, T.J. Jefferson, uh, the candle is lit, um, and it has been for the last two hours. Yes, Oscar De La Hoya is going to walk in this studio in about 19 minutes' time to talk about his documentary that is debuting tonight on Max, when you can watch it on uh, Max on Roku right here. Um, Mike Del Tufo, impressive that you are here today. <laughs> why? Okay. Well, you know why. You know what? It, it's it, he. What is the one thing that you own? that is worth the least <laughs> you own this but it's worth the least right now my boat because it's out of the water okay that's one thing what do you own that we talk about on this show oh. multiple times that is worth the absolute least the stock i actually got the stockholders up a couple of weeks ago what is so you go ahead and green say. bay stock yes i'm an owner of a team <laughs> i'm a team owner you might not be aware, you're missing the stockholders meeting no, I today. Know. I saw the envelope. I wasn't going to go. What envelope? I saw the envelope. What I envelope? I got an envelope like probably, I don't know how many, like a month and a half ago. Two and it, ago. where you are invited? Yes. Is it, invited. Does it look like a wedding invitation? What does it look no, like? No, 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 no. I'll bring it. I have to bring it in. I have it, I think. I don't think I... I'd love that. to see it. I'll... I got to remind me. Maybe is it, is it underneath one of your no, Olaf it's coasters? Just, it's on Green Bay letterhead and it invites okay. you. You have to like ask and then they have like a big... What do you, you know, mean you have to ask what? What are you, what are you asking? I don't think everybody can go. I mean, there's a million. Oh, you've got it. You see, you've got to reserve your seating. You might not Because apparently there it. are 7,825 shareholders in attendance at Lambeau there Field you today. That's, you get, yeah. 7,800 folks have made it to Lambeau Field for wow. the Packers Shareholders Convention. I can watch it on Zoom. <laughs> is that what is it? Packers Con? Is that what it's called? Well, PacCon? It's this man here, he's got to know. What is it called, Mike? No, I don't know. By the way, no, those places are called yeah, cons. What is it? Is that short for convention? Just, not because it's an actual con? Right. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's right. Well, at any rate, stadium. Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers today, said that they will retire Aaron Rodgers' number when it is time. Of course. And apparently received a round of applause. From Packers fans and your fellow shareholders, Mike. Fellow shareholders, nothing. the pet rock of sports. It's cool to have it. Though. I'm sure it is. I gave one away to a. I am sure it is, and I'm sure you're like if you want to make your thoughts known about the way it. that they're you running their team. Out. We tried. I got one. I'm an owner. Meanwhile, <laughs> back at the Jets Ranch, oh. one. Winning drive? Is that what it is? One Jets drive? One Jets drive. I don't know. There's another winning drive. Everyone's got a drive. Meanwhile, back in Jets training camp, 
it's just weird to me. I can't. It's just Aaron Rodgers said the other day that it's about how they handle success. It's going to be about handling success is what he said. I think this is what he said going out the door on Thursday's show. And I said, basically, Aaron, the floor is yours on that because we don't know how to handle success. It's tough to know how to handle success when you haven't had success for a dozen years. Think about it. There's a young man somewhere in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan area, many of them, I'm sure, uh, who will be bar mitzvahed this year and uh, become men in the eyes of the of the Lord, of the Jewish faith. Mm-hmm. And um, they've, they haven't seen the Jets make the playoffs. True. 12 years. Longest playoff drought in professional sports um, tied with the Buffalo Sabres of Western New York, the National Hockey League. So when Aaron says they got to figure out how to handle success, um, it's, it's, it's something I'm going to have to take my cue from him because, uh, you know, I, I don't – it doesn't compute. It doesn't compute when I see him um, at the podium or see him in a Jets helmet. Uh, he, he put on the Jets um, helmet and uniform for a bunch of these photos that the Jets are putting out over the weekend, including their new white throwbacks that they are going to wear on opening night against the Bills and then bust them out again in week four. They're finishing up their first month with Rodgers there. They're taking on in week four the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night. So they're going to wear their white throwbacks in their first nationally televised game of Monday night against the Bills and then their white throwbacks against the Kansas City Chiefs on NBC in week four. And again, I, I don't know how to take this because this is a sign of success that everybody's seeing it and talking about it. And Rodgers gets up at the podium and he's an actual like quarterback who commands... Um, attention and respect with all due respect to Zach Wilson and Sam Darnold and everyone before him. And that includes even Sanchez. When Sanchez was up there winning games, we're like, how long can this possibly last? Is he the guy? Because they're running. It's the ground and pound with the defense. Then he starts eating hot dogs on the sidelines and then loses his gig to Tebow. And it's like, okay. It's been a long time. I, my, Favre might be the last quarterback who took the podium for the Jets, and it's like, okay, he's got this. Handling success. And um, the latest example of I don't know how to handle it is this video that went viral over the weekend of, of Rodgers practicing and rolling out. And I understand it's practice. I understand it's early, and it's just, you know, July. We're, we're still knocking hard. But he just throws it, puts it up in the air, and puts it in a spot that only Garrett Wilson can get it, and he makes a beautiful catch where he puts both feet down, and it's a touchdown. And I see this, and I think to myself, all right, Rodgers is wearing eight now. I get it. But who used to wear 17 for him? I mean, Can this be his Devontae Adams? Mm-hmm. Can Garrett Wilson be his Devontae Adams? Can they have already an actual communication, nonverbal, where he just puts it where he needs to put it and Garrett Wilson grabs it. And I can't compute. I don't know how to compute all of these things. I, they, they make no sense to me. I don't, I don't get it. I, don't, I feel I'm unfrozen caveman fan. I, I'm, I'm like, your, your success confuses me. Your, your, your ability to succeed confuses me. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't. Because they've got the pieces. Sauce Gardner gives uh, gives something to, to Rogers from has to be. We know this because he's established. It's Al the jeweler in uh, his jewelry that. guy in New Jersey. Yeah. Al's favorite Al player. Al the jeweler, I know Al. Al, Al gave him uh, uh, an eight pendant Look from that. Sauce that is all iced up, and um, and Rogers <laughs> hugs yeah. it out with him. And this is the guy who put the cheese head on his his head and. Rogers' house last year, you know, who went in last year. And when that success was happening, I'm like, I don't know how to handle this. 
except the fact I'm just going to enjoy the ride. And then we all know what happened, which is the usual trapdoor opening. And they suddenly, suddenly couldn't win a damn thing because Zach Wilson couldn't do a damn thing. Brees Hall gets his knee blown out a week later. That's why, again, I, I, you, you make that face all you want, but you're like, ah. No, no, when you oh. said his knee blown out, that uh, was like, just my like, reaction. No, like, that's because uh, these things happen, and I, I don't know how. That's why I'm, I'm going to have to take my cue from Rodgers. Because all the things that need to be happening are happening. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not uh, like Chris I here. Get it. I, I don't be, understand it. I, Rich, I believe you guys are going to be very good because Because they have, they have players. the people. That man makes throws, whether you like Aaron Rodgers or you don't, that man makes throws that I like no other quarterback can possibly right. make. And he looks like, and the whole idea of, you know, well, he tweaked his calf during the OTAs or he was less than last year. We all know last year in Green Bay, no matter how much Mark Murphy is saying, we're retiring his number when it's time. And it's all, that's why I was saying last year too, all this stuff that was going on between Rodgers and, and the Packers. Favre has his number retired there. And they all came back together. And they all will. Yeah. yeah. But the whole idea, though, that Rodgers is fried, toast. Last year, diminished returns were beginning to happen. And that's the Rodgers the Jets are going to get this year. Rodgers looks fresh. He said over the weekend... He's already talking about playing multiple years for the Jets, and Salah even said out loud he's expecting that out of Rodgers. And the Favre stuff, when he was with the Jets, we all know he was somewhat distracted while being there and then used the Jets as a transfer portal to Minnesota because he wanted to get back at Green Bay. And this guy who had the ice put around him by Sauce Gardner doesn't appear to be a guy who's just there because he had to, like Favre, not just there because he wants to get revenge on the Packers and he's going to use this moment to get there. He looks like a guy, if you want to show that one more time there, Mike, Hoskins, he just looks content. He looks like he's having fun. Sauce is putting this ice on him, and he's just like, okay, young Turk, young Squire, I'm your guy. He's going along with it, and he's just like having a blast. And again, the guy putting the ice on him is the defensive rookie of the year, and the guy that Rodgers found in the back of the end zone like they've been throwing – and playing with each other for years is the offensive rookie of the year. And I didn't even mention the all-pro monster that sat in Rodgers' lap in Green Bay last year like he was a mall Santa Claus. <laughs> and Quinn and Williams has been signed. And Brees Hall coming back and Elijah Vera Tucker coming back and hopefully Makai Becton coming back. This is the reason why I'm freaking out because the Jets have put the pieces together and the coach is somebody who can actually lead those men. And they even got Rodgers' play caller in his ear that he wants from his two MVP seasons. So, Rodgers, I'm going to have to take a a cue from you. I I, I don't know how to (laughs) handle this success. And then come the games. Understandable. Then come the games. And the rubber meeting the road because the Jets, the schedule makers didn't do them any favors by putting teams that missed the playoffs on their schedule in the front half or the front third. I mean, you got, again, you, you can never tell, but you've got Atlanta, Houston, and Washington and Cleveland all on their schedule, and they're all in the back third of the season. The front third is the defending AFC East champs, the runners-up in the... NFC East last year, then the Patriots. We all know about the seeing ghosts and everything right there. Then the Super Bowl champs, then a visit to Denver where Brees Hall blew his friggin' knee out to take on Sean Payton and Russell Wilson before the defending NFC champs stroll in. Come on. A trip to Vegas, that doesn't start off the season as they're trying to 
figure out the light switch with Jimmy G. That doesn't happen until later. So these white throwbacks are going to have to really come on strong, and we'll see how we handle failure. Because that's inevitable in the NFL, and also as we Jet fans, it's tough. I just got to stop thinking that way. But it's tough. I understand. You don't want to believe. You don't want. You don't want to allow yourself to believe, right? I just want the Rodgers that can from the MVP seasons that delighted stockholders like Del Tufo, <laughs> and 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 it just seems like last year. I, I will chalk up to right now that Rodgers just. I don't think he wanted to be there. I think he was looking at these kids, going, "What the hell." I've got nothing in common with them, and I'm 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 going to try and coach him up. And so, you know, it, although he's, I don't even know if he coached him up last year. But uh, well, he's in a much better place now. Oh my God, is he in a much better place? It had to be more than that, Rich, because he and Sauce are kicking it. And like, what could they really? He's have going to the Tonys. He's going to the Tonys so, with a tight end, and he's getting iced up by his cornerback. He just seems happy, and that happiness in life, as we all know, makes the oh world a world God. of difference, man. If you could yes. just be happy. So, Aaron, so if you want to come up with a list of the top three ways to handle success, so I can at least, you know. <laughs> so you know? Yeah. So I can, I, I'd like to be, have that front loaded I'm for sure, my season. I'm sure I wrote a diary in the early 90s when my team was good. Okay. I just got to remember. Yeah, dust it off. It was so long ago. Go, go, you just go. <laughs> it was a stone. It was. Not, you can, you can come to my house and read it to me to put me to sleep like the like Princess Bride. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are ignorant, stone. man. It wasn't that long ago. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dollar. It was it's longer than longer than the last time. Let me just put it this way. I mentioned how there's a young man or, or young lady getting bar or bat mitzvah in New Jersey or well, New York yes. this year that 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 has not seen the Jets make the playoffs. Uh, there's somebody in uh, the Metroplex that I believe is just turned, what would you say? What would you say 28? 28, 27, 28. Yeah. I don't know. You know we're not good at math Ooh. here. Wow. It's going to make this next Rich. one so Somebody sweet. just got their PhD after going through two different colleges. Eight years of higher education. All right, I'm sorry. It's we'll take this a break. so sweet. Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, baby. The Golden Boy, back in the Rich Eisen Show studio. Champ is here. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks. It's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're live on the Roku channel. Our radio audience will return in a couple minutes' time, but for the first of two times to introduce this man, the golden boy himself, Oscar De La Hoya. Great to see you here in studio, Thank sir. you. Good being here. Let's take a look at a clip. The Golden Boy, two-part documentary that premieres tonight at 9 Eastern on HBO, available to stream on Max, which you can stream right here on Roku. Of course, check it out. My first trainer asked me to get in a boxing stance. Since I was left-handed, my instinct was to stand like this. But it was too difficult for him to train me that way, so he said, why don't we just switch you over? So now my power punch is the leader converting myself into a regular stance. Changed my destiny. At six years old, I had my first amateur fight. Had no gear, no nothing, so I put on my brother's shoes, which were like four sizes bigger. The boots would flap up on the tip. I had huge tube socks. The shorts looked like a skirt. The gloves were so big. I mean, I looked like a little clown. But now I'm a fighter. Look at that 7-Up sign, too. Right. From back in the day, that, I remember those, <laughs> the, that logo. Oh, yeah. The 7-Up logo. Oh, yeah. I remember, I remember <laughs> Sugar Ray Leonard mm -hmm. doing a commercial for 7-Up with his kid. And so I remember um, my brother was buying, a, was buying a shirt so he can wear when he fights. Yeah. And he said, man, I want that 7-Up logo on my shirt because of Sugar Ray Leonard, you know. And that's why it's there right yeah, there. Yeah, Amazing. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> that two-part documentary, again, premiering tonight on HBO. Oscar De La Hoya is here on the Rich Eisen Show. We just saw a clip on our Roku channel feed. Um, and this documentary, The Golden Boy, is available to stream on Max, which is available on Roku as well. Why'd mm -hmm. you, uh, why'd you want to make this, Oscar? Uh, yeah, it was time. It was time to, uh, it was time to tell the truth. Um, I've, I wasn't prepared when I was 20 or 25 or 30, 35, mm -hmm. 40. I was prepared now to just tell the truth, um, on my terms, in my own words. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been, I've been through hell and back maybe 10 times over, I think. And, you know, people talk about depression and mental health today. I think I w probably was depressed like 12 times over. But luckily I had a, an outlet and that was the ring. Uh -huh. That was inside the ring fighting and training. And uh, the clip you just showed, um, yeah, beautiful clip. But this documentary is, it's pretty dark. It's, 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 it's heavy. It's heavy. So what was uh, the truth you wanted out there that wasn't out there? Like, what do you mean by that? I that think one of the, the you know, when I, when I won the Olympic gold medal. In 92. In 92, Barcelona. Mm -hmm. um, the story, the story of me winning the gold medal for my mother, who passed away from breast cancer a year, a year prior, mm -hmm. um, wasn't, wasn't the real story. It wasn't the real story. It was, uh, and the documentary will tell you um, mm -hmm. when you watch it tonight is uh, it was all a lie. It was all a lie. Well, how, well, how did it come about then? I how mean, did get so, so my mom obviously did pass away from breast cancer. And, yes. you know, I did want to win the gold medal for her. Okay. You know, I'm her son and I want to do this for you, mom. Um, but the media kind of spinned it and turned it around and it just took off like wildfire where they said the media, mm -hmm. um, you know, Oscar Os or, or Oscar's mom's mm -hmm. dying wish in the deathbed. Yes. It, it told her son, like, son, you have to win this for me. Like Rocky. Yeah. Basically. Right. You know, so it wasn't, so it's, was it a lie? Was it not like, the documentary takes you through that, you know, through that road there. But uh, just also all the pain that I've endured physically, emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I come from a very abusive household. Uh, physically, my mom would beat me practically every single day as a kid. 
and my father, you know, not being there and, and you know, pushing me as hard as he can because mm -hmm. he was a fighter himself and my grandfather was a fighter. And so I, I just come from a very, very tough, tough household. And uh, thank God for boxing. I mean, that was my outlet to just let all my frustrations out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it, it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Oscar Little Hoyer here on the Rich Eisen Show. The Golden Boy again is a documentary that you should all see starting tonight on HBO. Stream it on Max here on Roku as well. What did you learn? Did you learn anything from going through a, I'm, all I these learned memories? That I'm a resilient, tough son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you didn't know that already, or well, you know, it's I, I have to I have to I have to show the world that I'm tough. I have to. You didn't already, you don't think? I mean, I was, I, you know, I was tough and, and you know, but I'm also a sensitive guy, you know. I'm also like, you know, I'm, I'm a nice guy, you know. I'm, okay. <laughs> I, I want, I want, you know, it's like my job was boxing, was fighting. I mean, thank God I had it because right. who knows where I would be. Yes. After, after enduring all that trauma. Um you know, and, and, and also this documentary, which is going to be very shocking to everyone. I talk about those famous, infamous photos that came out of me like 15 years ago. We found the woman who leaked them, mm -hmm. okay, who, who apparently received, I don't know how many millions of dollars for us to keep it quiet. Mm -hmm. They came out after we paid her. They still came out. So we found that person somewhere in like, the Amazon and mm -hmm. hiding out in, in South America. And so she's talking the whole truth of what exactly happened that night. She's in the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. I had told you at the time you were going to find this person and put her in a documentary and talk all about this, yeah. would you have thought I was nuts to say oh, that? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So then why are you talking about it now? Because I'm ready, man. I'm ready to tell the truth. You know, I, I'm, to me, this is so liberating. Mm -hmm. Um, this documentary, I've been working on it for about three years. And the process has been so therapeutic for me. You know, I, Rich, I've been through therapy. I've been through rehabs. I've, I've done it all over the years. And I didn't belong in there. Like, people made me feel that I needed help. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody needs help. Right. But I'm not a crazy. I'm not a, a, a druggie. I'm not a drunk. I'm not a... I just, you know, I just, w I was making wrong decisions, mm -hmm. but don't make me feel like I'm just this, this person who is a, a bad person. And so I, I've just come to realize that, look, all I have to do is just have balance in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing great. I'm, I mean, you can't run a big business if you're doing bad. Right. You can't, you know, you can't be successful if you're if you're not in the right place of mind i mean you know and so all all that all that therapy and everything that i went through whatever you know has helped me to be right here today and tell my story yes. the way i want to tell it oscar de la hoya the golden boy again right here on the rich eisen show and the golden boy is what it's called on hbo this documentary uh the best fight you ever fought where you thought i was perfect what do you think julio caesar chavez 1996 yeah i thought i was invincible um, and I think I was in that fight. I don't think he touched me one time. In 96. In 96, yeah. I was, um, and the documentary will show yeah. um, behind the scenes how I trained for it. My trainer at the time, um, this little old man from Yucatan in Cancun, mm -hmm. they call him the professor. He, uh, he was the perfect trainer for me for that particular fight. Um, but the documentary explains to you because the powers to be back then, the promoters, the managers, yes, they got rid of him um, after that fight because he was teaching me too much about life and philosophy and 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 you know contracts and this and and guess what? They got rid of him because they wanted to keep me quiet. They wanted to keep me kind of like suppressed, and so I won't find out or ask questions about contracts and this and that. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's quite a documentary. So do you think you could have been actually better way as a better. fighter after? If, way better. If, I mean, I think I could have won 16 world titles and 
eight different weight divisions and I always think I can be better. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, that trainer just, he took me to a whole new level in terms of, 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 you know, punching accuracy and, and just knowing how to study my fighter and figure him out. Right. Matrix style, you know? So it's, it's pretty interesting. It has my father in there too, who is the toughest, hardest man I've ever watched on, on a given interview. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was never, he was never content with whatever I did. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I won the gold medal, he's, I could have done better. Like what's better than the gold medal. I mean, there's a photograph of yeah. you guys right there. You're holding the gold. I'm right holding there. the gold medal. Yeah. And, um, you know, he even in the documentary explains how if Chavez was my age, cause mm -hmm. I believe he was like 32 mm -hmm. and I was 25. If Chavez was my age, he would have beat me hands down. Like my father says that I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. I'm your son. Like, give me, give me some credit here. Yes. You know? So it's, uh, it's interesting. My kids are in it as well. And they're talking candidly, you know, to me on how they feel about me. So how did you take those scenes when you saw them? It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. It's, uh, I mean, I see it every time I see the documentary, I, I just burst out and cry. You know, how emotional it is. Mm. Yeah. The Golden Boys, again, on HBO, available to stream on Max as well. That's available right here on Roku. I've got Oscar De La Hoya here on The Rich Eisen Show. How does everything that you just laid out here, um, from your ups and downs, mm -hmm. all the downs, uh, also the way that your handlers handled you um, after the Julio Cesar Chavez, fi the, uh, the fight with uh, mm -hmm. back in 96, uh, how does that inform the way you're running your business right now with other fighters? How does that inform you? Um, you know, as a promoter now, you know, I promote all these champions and up and comers and YouTube, you know, sensations and mm -hmm. this and that. It's everything's all about communication, you mm -hmm. know, and sitting down with your team, sitting down with their team and, and just ironing out a plan, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, what do you want to do in your career? Who do you want to fight? It's all information. It's all, it's all, yeah, it's all just communication. That's all it is. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're sit down with fighters and you're, do you think about what you used to be in sure, that position? Sure. Okay. I was always in the dark, you know? Really? Like oh, oh yeah. You know, it's like, okay, sign this contract. Here I go. I sign it. Who am I fighting? Oh, okay. I'm after I signed the contract. Oh, I'm fighting that guy. Okay, mm -hmm. for how much money? Okay. I mean, it was great. Mm -hmm. People took care of me. Okay. I had a good team, but I would have loved to know more information mm -hmm. because I think I could have been bigger. I think I could have been have had, you know, bigger fights. Um, like who? Who would you want to fight that you'd never? I mean, fought? I would have loved to have a rematch with Felix Trinidad, who beat me. Yes, in '99. In '99, I I would have loved to. Uh, I would have loved to have a rematch with Floyd Mayweather, who 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 took the decision. Um, I would have. Uh, I wouldn't have loved to fight Pacquiao again because he kicked my ass. Sorry. He <laughs> kicked okay. my butt. That's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were many fighters out there who I would have loved to fight two or three times. You know what? So you had enough of Pacquiao, is what you're saying? Oh, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> right when I walked into the ring, I had enough of Pacquiao. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that when you got in the ring? Oh well, Rich, this documentary, my gosh, it's sad too at the end because it shows the whole Pacquiao situation. I I was already, I was getting beat up. In, in training camp mm -hmm. when preparing for Pacquiao. So I knew that was the end already for me because Pacquiao was just coming up. Yeah, Pacquiao was like the star in the making. And, but it would really screwed up my, 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 my whole, my whole uh, training for that fight was I started drinking heavy during training camp and nobody knew. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it gets, so I was, I was literally a dead man walking into the ring. Um, and I had, I had no chance whatsoever. So you got in and you thought to yourself, okay. Oh yeah. This is it. I had no reflexes whatsoever. There's, there's a part in the doc where it's just, it tells you 
and it's true story. Mm -hmm. I was, I believe in the seventh or eighth round, he was just pummeling on me, mm -hmm. just in the corner, just hitting me. And I was just wishing, just land that one perfect punch just to end it all. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is something else, Oscar. Yeah. I mean, wow. Uh, what is the latest with you and Ryan Garcia that you're willing to share right now? What is um, the latest? No. I mean, look, there's a pending lawsuit, but I, it's all going to be ironed out. You think so? Yeah. Look, it's we have a contract, and uh, the reason why I, I slapped that lawsuit on him was just to honor your contract. That's it. Mm -hmm. Honor your contract. And he sued you first no, or, no, no, no he, he didn't sue you at all no, okay no. so you you i just want my contract honored that's okay it. and he so what did happen the night that he lost to tank davis did you had a death threat that you had heard oh, or yeah. something so, so i'll tell the you the story um first of all i i was against the terms mm -hmm. in that fight mm -hmm. because rehydration clauses when when ryan's a big kid mm -hmm. and tank he can make the weight easy the rehydration clauses were just absurd mm-hmm Ryan Garcia had to weigh a certain amount after the fact, after when he weighed in the day of the fight, yes. he couldn't eat properly. So what's, what is that going to do to you, to your body, mm -hmm. to your mind? Um, and uh, there were other, other things that we weren't, uh, we weren't agreeing on, um, but their team decided to negotiate it to negotiate their side mm -hmm. with with the other team okay. with, with 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 tanks team and so i was against that fight for for obvious reasons but um look we're like family i guess mm -hmm. you know you have your ups and downs you have your discussions and this and that we're always we're going to be family always so right but just honor your contract so but you you heard something walking out of the arena oh, yeah. so so First of all, the arena was crazy. I, I think there were I think there was an overflow of like three thousand people. Okay. So you can imagine the standing room only inside the T Mobile. I mean, it was just jam packed. There were people. Mm -hmm. We were sitting first row ringside. People were literally trying to stand in front of me, as if and, and I was you know just just in front of us wouldn't let us see and and so there was just tons of people everywhere. Yeah. The fight finished. And you can you can feel the tension. You can feel like okay, something's gonna happen here. And sure enough, there were fights everywhere, all over the arena. Okay. And I'm walking towards uh, Ryan's uh, um, locker room, and uh, I just hear a whisper: um, "It's gonna happen tonight. You watch. Your life is gonna end." And I'm like, "What the hell?" Mm -hmm. And I told my security, "Hey, we gotta go. Let's go." So we just left. That's it. Okay. My whole team stood behind, uh, went to the locker room. Bernard Hopkins um, went to the locker room mm -hmm. and, you know, stood by Ryan Garcia. Right. They told Ryan, hey, Oscar had to leave. And that's it. Dude, but that pissed him off, though, it yes. seems. He has a lot of whispers in his ear. Okay. That's, the, that's, that's, that's what really gets me, you know. He's a kid who all I want to do, I mean, he, we made him $30 million dollars. In his last fight, you know, that's what we do. And uh, I want him to have a, a legendary career, you know, one that can win world titles in different weight classes. I just have to do my job. That's it. And so you think it'll all get ironed out at some point? Yeah, it'll be okay. Okay. Oscar I've been through this a lot. <laughs> I was apparently, I mean, again, all you got to do is just watch the Golden Boys starting tonight. Again, 9 Eastern on HBO and available to stream on Max. Yeah. What are you doing outside of uh, your gig? Like, what, are, what are you do, how do you spend your time? Um, I mean, I play some golf okay. here and there. Uh, I've heard uh, that. Yeah, I saw, actually, yeah. that's the last time I saw you was yeah. on a golf right, course. Right, at Lakeside. Do you, uh, do you have a, a number, a handicap you want to share? Yeah. Like a four, maybe. Okay. Yeah, four or five, depending on on the, the pants I make or not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, depending on the putts, sure, depending on the sure. flat stick. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I got fitted for clubs, and I'm just, it's feeling great, and I have a good teacher. So. Okay, so how far yeah. do you how how what what's your what's your? Poke I can off pound it about three hundred. Okay. You know, yeah, I can pound it three hundred. Nine iron about one fifty five, one sixty, okay. sixty five. Best know? player you've played with. Give me, give me, drop a name, Oscar De La Hoya. The best player? player yeah, best player you've played in a foursome with. You played it, you teed it up. Right, with Freddie. Couples? Yeah, Freddie Couples, yeah. 
That, I mean, oh, just yeah. that, I one mean, of the coolest guys on the planet. Beautiful right? swing. Well, I mean, he's Freddie beautiful, freaking beautiful couples. Swing. But yeah. just the conversations that you must have when you're on the course. Sure. Right? Remember, uh, you remember uh, David Duvall? Of course. I mean, when he shot his 59 at the Bob Hope, this is years of years back. Uh -huh. He shot a. I was playing with him. Um, in, in the pro -Am? In, in the pro M. Okay. Shoots a 59. I'm like, holy smack. Wow. So you played with him in the pro am and then he shot a 59 right. later on. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're yeah. you're part of the reason why he did it. Well, I mean, I, I'd like to credit. think. Of course. You got him ready. <laughs> yeah. Him. Sure. Did you ever play with Tiger? You ever played with him? Uh long time ago. Long, when he was first coming out. Like as a little kid, huh? As a I mean, he was just a baby. He was just a baby, yeah. Could you see what what it was all about though? What did... Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You could see it. Oh yeah. It's it's look, when you're when you're at the highest level when you're at the highest level in any sport, yep. things are going to happen, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that are you're in your control and that are not in your control. And most of it is not in your control, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, and I can I can I can relate to, you know, the best of the best, like why things happen, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of times, yeah, you you're in that you put yourself in that situation, you know. A lot of times people put you in that situation. A lot of times I call them the powers to be, you know, yes. it, it, you know, things happen. And so, um, in terms of, um, moments in your career that you would like back, where is, is you losing to me in Rock'em Sock'em Robots in this documentary? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, or did it hit the cutting room floor? I think did the, it? the Rock'em Sock'em Robots and the, uh, the Trinidad fight. Did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they're up there. They're, they're they, kind I have of the, nightmares every. I, yeah, I have nightmares. Like, what is thinking. up? Oh my <laughs> Jesus. gosh! Okay, how did that, that happen? I, I can understand. There okay, it is, Don right King. there. I'm sorry to. I, you know, oh wow! Look yeah, at that. This is it. Back in 2017, yeah. I think this is the first time you'd ever played this too. Correct. It's the first time. Yeah, I had no experience whatsoever. But yeah, I heard that you. Yeah, I heard you were the, like the undisputed. Yeah, you know. I, I was, and then there oh, was there the, go, the yeah. moment of truth. Yeah. That was actually my first and only loss on Rock'em Sock'em Robots. <laughs> and then you autographed it. I assume that's the only Rock'em Sock'em Robot that you've ever autographed. Of course. Okay, very good. We'll keep it that way. <laughs> um, thanks for coming on. Congratulations on this. Last one for you, you, Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah. Now that you have seen The Golden Boy again, uh, which premieres tonight on HBO, and you've been through this and you are now a 50-year-old man yeah. on planet Earth, um, you would tell what to your... Let's go 19-year-old self. If you could go back in time and say something to somebody 19, 18, 17, right around then, yeah. you, what, would it, what advice would you give that version of Oscar I don't Deloitte? think I would change anything, you but I would, I would tell him um, it's going to get a little hot because you're going to go through hell. Um, but you wouldn't change anything. No. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Uh, I think everything that had happened to me, everything that took place in my life, uh-huh. Happened for a reason, you know? Everything happens for a reason. And I think that um, the fact that I can sit down here and, and, and talk to you and be open and candid and, yes. and not be afraid anymore um, is, is, is big for me. Liberating, it must. It, it's very liberating, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come back anytime, Oscar. It's good Thanks. to see you. Always. Let's, let's peg it up. That's yeah, Oscar that's De La Hoya, The Golden Boy, again, premieres tonight. 9 Eastern on HBO. It's a two-part documentary. Part two premieres tomorrow on HBO. All of it on Max right here on Roku. Back to wrap up the show and your calls in a moment. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. We call it start bench cuts. You can have to start somebody, bench somebody, and cut somebody, and we will have a Game of Thrones theme to it. Yes. Okay. All right. What's the first one, Chris Brockman? What do you uh, for The first Rock? one is your favorite Game of Thrones character: Khaleesi, Jon Snow, Jorah Mormont. Mm, you start have to st- bench cut. You have to start, start bench one, cut. bench one, and cut. I'm starting Khaleesi, Mother of Dragons, Breaker of Chains. I'm uh, <clears throat> benching Jorah, and I'm cutting John. Cutting John? Oh, wow. You can't have any rivalry. John, he's trying to, you know, he's got <laughs> his hand, but he's trying to get in there. Oh, my gosh. We got to cut, we gotta cut wow. John. Okay. Didn't see that coming. Okay. The nastiest mf on Game of Thrones. You have to start one. You have to bench one and cut one. Ramsey Bolton, Walder Frey, Joffrey. If it's nastiest, I mean, you got to start Ramsey. He's the worst. I mean, he is yeah, okay. the woke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. He's the worst of all time. Worst of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bench Joffrey because he's close. You mm-hmm. know, he the stuff that he did. I mean, Sansa's put up with all this crap from the men in her life. She's exactly. a big better man. Exactly. Right? And so I'm going to bench Walter Frey. He's up there, but his death was... Okay. Uh, was exciting. So you cut him. He's out. He's out. Okay. Well, which he actually was, in fact, cut. Right. Literally from all that. Okay. And then we'll just do one more uh, favorite movie. Okay. The three choices are Shawshank Redemption, The Fugitive, You've Got Mail, Mm. Start Bench Cut, Aaron I'm starting The Fugitive. I mean, Tommy Lee and and, uh, Harrison Ford, fantastic. The best, right? I'm going to bench Shawshank. Phenomenal movie as Mm. well. And I'm cutting. You've got mail. <laughs> he loves you've got mail. You've got mail. It's not even the best Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but it's exactly. modern times. Like, online yeah, and all that stuff. Sleepless in Seattle? That was like a phone call on a radio show. No yeah, one but you've those. got dial-up. You've got dial-up email. Yeah, Come on now. You guys are you guys are wrong. Uh, it's one of my favorite moments in the history of the show. When Rogers is on in Minnesota at that Super Bowl. If you thought that would be your guy. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number of the dial. Let's take some phone calls here. Um, let's go to Tyler in Vancouver, Canada. What's up, Tyler? Hey, Rich, how you doing? What's going on? Hey, so I had a thought about the running back issue, and I wanted to ask and see if this is uh, feasible or not. But the source of this issue basically comes from teams thinking that it's, there's an economic incentive to draft a rookie replacement rather than paying a player that's got mileage on their legs or injury history, yeah? Um, I'm with you. Keep going. Okay, so in the CBA, I don't know how feasible it is or not, but when the next one's renegotiated, if they remove either years or the entirety of the rookie contract for running backs or other uh, high wear and tear positions, then does that help remove the economic incentive for teams to adopt the strategy where they – pay pennies on the dollar to backs and spend premium dollars on receivers and uh, tackles and et cetera, et cetera. I kind of don't follow you. So you're saying what, like, what are, what are you having removed in a, in a, well, so the, uh, you know, so say you've got, you know, you, <clears throat> Jacob's on your team and he wants right. $16 million. Yeah. One wants $16 million. Right. And you want to go, yeah, you know what? We, you're valuable to us, but you're not that valuable. If you're not going to sign this, yeah, we can tag you and you can sit, but we're going to draft a replacement for you anyways. So I just, I just think that to pay rookies what they're actually worth. Right. If, if they think a rookie can replace a vet, mm-hmm. then that rookie actually holds the same value to the team. They, they're suggesting they can perform the same job. Right, but the reason why that they, they get the rookie is they do believe that they can uh, perform the same job and then pay them like a rookie. You know, exactly. So remove that option and have to pay them for what they're actually worth. If you think they can do that job, pay them what it would be worth to do that job. Right, but I, I market between vets and rookies for contracts. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Um, they'll they'll never o- go back to overpaying rookies again. The reason why you're seeing Anthony Richardson now signed today, yeah. Richardson, Stroud, and um, and Young have come to terms over the last seventy two hours. Uh, you know, if, if if this was like, say, 2008, 2010, 2009, when I believe Stafford got drafted, 
and three of the first four draft picks were quarterbacks, it would all be just like, okay, who's going first? And it would be like, okay, well, the Texans got Stroud. So they're the ones who are maybe like really hung up if I don't come in. Colts got Anthony Richardson. Maybe they're the ones who are really desperate. So I'll hold out on him. Like there was a, a search for who's most desperate for this kid to actually pan out. And then you'd hold out on those teams. Um, you know, or the, and it would always be the first overall pick because you certainly don't want the first overall pick to, to go for nothing. Yeah. Look what happened to the Bucks when uh, Bo Jackson went and played baseball, right? So those days are over and you're never going to go back to it. How, how about this for a radical idea about paying running backs? These running backs wind up making sure that owners pay them best you can. I don't know how the hell they're going to do it, but the owners should have to pony up for these guys if they hold out. And I I don't know what the answer is because it ain't going to come through the collective bargaining agreement. It's on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, somebody's going to have to be 33, 34, 35, running like he's 25 and proving his worth, running for 1,500 yards at age 32, 33. And the way that we're seeing Brady play to 45 and Rodgers look like he is 20 again, approaching 40. Somebody who takes a punishment for a living is going to have to do it as an age 32, 33, 34-year-old person. And it's going to be like, okay, So I guess we should sign that 24-year-old to a contract, that 27-year-old to a contract, because he can be the next Henry. Look at what he's doing. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to fool father time at that position. It's going to be tough. I I hear you. I hear you. Or enough of these kids who get the opportunity, crap out. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Appreciate Oscar De La Hoya stopping by. Boy, how about interview. him saying he's been through hell and back ten it's, times? It, it sounds like it. <laughs> the stuff that he's gone. I know through he said that he didn't think he belonged in rehab, but I mean, if he's drinking before getting into Manny Pacquiao's ring, yeah, that that, that sounds like somebody who needs a little bit of assistance, some type of help, right? And then also, he looks you know, great. Him saying that he just wanted to get knocked out in the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, and my misery. Me, just put me out of, yeah, put me out of my misery. Just hit that shot. That's dangerous because, like everyone says, you you don't play boxing. That's not a, it's not a sport that you play around in. You know, right. you, that some serious, seriously terrible things can happen to you in a ring or an octagon. I want to thank today's guests as well as Oscar De La Hoya, um, Dalvin Cook for calling in at top of hour number two, and and then Taylor Twillman on Apple TV. If you missed any of it, guess what? We re-air right now on the Roku channel in just a couple minutes' time. And for the rest of everyone else, we will chat on Tuesday. Thanks for taking in this edition of The Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> 